0: Hello and welcome to the Cafe Hustle podcast, I'm Andy Jones. Today I'm talking to Dallas Henderson of RisePoint and RisePoint is a software platform, they provide a software platform that allows businesses to keep on top of their data and analyze their data in a very streamlined way. So we are talking today about food waste and how we can reduce it and better use the food in our businesses and rather than throwing it in the bin. So we're going to be talking about why it's particularly important for businesses in the current environment to reduce their food waste, both from a financial and an ethical point of view. We're also looking at some of the first steps that you can take to get to know the extent of the food waste problem in your business business and then we're going to go through a number of tips and how you can use that food waste and what you can do with it rather than putting it out into the bin and throwing away money essentially. So we're going to be covering all this and so much more when we get back from thanking our sponsor. Is training new staff members costing you huge amounts of money and only achieving inconsistent results at best? Trainual, with its easy-to-use platform, can significantly reduce your training costs whilst increasing consistency across your entire business through recording and documenting your repeatable tasks all in one place. Visit trainual.com and use promo code CAFEHUSTLE for a 7-day free trial and 10% off your first 12 months. So Dallas, thank you very much for joining me on the CAFE HUSTLE. How are you today?
1: I'm doing fantastic, Thanks.
0: Yeah, you, we're saying off, Mike. You are ready to jet off on uh, a bit of a vacation, well-earned vacation after we've had uh, two years of disruption. But it's uh, it'll be nice to get a little bit of relaxation time.
1: I'm so looking forward to it. I can't even can't even imagine how nice this is going to be to be out of the play, out of our house and and traveling for the next two weeks. I'm excited.
0: So today we're talking about food costs in the industry, and we know it's something that is really, it's a really prominent conversation that's starting to happen at the minute because of inflation and the way food prices are getting pushed upwards. But in terms of how we start these conversations generally, I want to know a bit more about you, but what is your purpose? What's your mission?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I was an operator, restaurant operator for 20, 20- five years and upper management for 20 years. And so I worked in in everything from kind of the mom and pop stuff all the way to big multinational uh, organizations. And uh, I, I love the independent operators. You know, I love the, the feel of the hospitality business. I grew up with a big family, had big gatherings together. I like to see people flourish. I like to see systems do better. Uh, and I like to take something that's good and and dial it in. I'm not great on creativity and coming up with my my own thing, but if you've built something, I like to help you uh, re-engineer and and make the processes smoother. So that's the kind of things that really kind of uh, gets me going.
0: So you've obviously come through the restaurant industry, and now you're working with Rise Point. Just touch on what they do as a business.
1: Yeah, so Rise Point is a quality management system. And uh, we're tech based industry, you know, um, and so working with hospitality alongside hospitality as well as many, many other industries, third party audits and otherwise. But the primary uh, kind of the biggest piece of our business is working in food safety, working in uh, quality assurance and helping with brand excellence, operational excellence, those kinds of things. So we use tech uh, to help operators make their processes more smooth and gather that data, be able to look at it, collect it, analyze it, manage it.
0: And do you fit into that in terms of from the hospitality side or are you across all the different sectors that you work with?
1: Yeah, my primary market that I I work with are folks in the hospitality piece. Um, that's just, you know, my language and and kind of my vibe. Uh, but I also work with folks in other industries as well, uh, just predominantly in the restaurant space.
0: Yeah, which makes sense. So we're obviously talking about food costs today. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are listening who are very worried. I know certainly there's a number of operators that I've spoken to already are actually considering closing their doors because prices are going up so much and they're worried about the price that they have to charge their customers not being sustainable. But why is it really important for businesses to look at their food waste?
1: yeah so you know and it's it's interesting to have this conversation now because food waste has always been an issue right i mean annually the u.s wastes something like 80 billion pounds of food a year we can feed roughly 150 million people annually with just what we waste in food Uh, so it's always been a, a a dialogue that needs to be had but you know like like a lot of things uh Covid and and the like and the things that came from that put pressure in areas where we weren't normally paying attention to, right? So, like you said, these unprecedented times for inflation, labor costs, you know, the prime costs going up for the operators, they're they're starting to look at some of these things a little more definitively and say, hey, you know, we need to develop a system because we don't have the best one in place, and uh, and maybe start taking some analysis of these. And it, and right now, even though it's always been an ongoing dialogue, now operators, even though they've sent seen this massive pent up demand coming out of, uh, COVID, uh, you know, all the, and, and the, the general population just ready to get back out there and eat and, and right. And so flood the markets. And so they see these astronomical new numbers and revenues coming in, but they're having hard time controlling their costs on the bottom line. So you get great sales, but then you get down to the bottom line by the time you're done with, you know, the churn of your labor turnover, and your attrition, uh, labor costs going up labor shortages, cost of goods. And then by the time you get to your bottom line, you're looking at uh, more difficult bottom lines than probably I think most operators ever have. And so they're caught in this weird space where they go, okay, do I need to raise my prices? How long is inflation going to go on? And so everybody, I think, is just kind of contemplating these these times and say, how do, how do we mitigate some of these circumstances?
0: Yeah, and in terms of the food waste part, I know a lot of people are looking at their the cost cost of goods, which is important to make sure that's in the right, Area, But we're talking about huge, big percentage numbers that could be saved on the food waste side, because ultimately that is, it's an expense that doesn't ever, you're losing out completely on it, aren't you? You're never making it back at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think any good operator and even some mediocre operators can tell you what their costs of goods are. But I think as a percentage, they're going to have a really hard time telling you how much of that is waste. Uh, and that's you're only going to find a select few folks that actually can a- identify that number inside of their cost of goods. So to your point, it's literally you're you're literally throwing money in the garbage, right?
0: Yeah, I was going to say for us at one point, and this was before I really dialed in onto it, or when I first started looking at our food waste, we were something like I think it was at least five percent of our cost of goods really was being wasted, and that's a huge percentage, and especially in the current times, if you can say 5% or sorry, your 5% of your cost of goods is turned into revenue rather than going in the bin, it's a, that's business saving money in some cases.
1: Oh yeah. Or could Absolutely. be. Yeah. To be able to quantify those numbers is one thing. I mean, if you were to ask most operators independent, I would say, I think some of the bigger, uh, you know, brands are probably going to know these numbers a little more clearly, but an independent operator, for example, you ask them, what is the percentage? of Their cost of goods is loss or is waste, right? is, is going through. Um, they're going to have a hard time answering that. And so when you can put a number to it uh, and you can actually see it, like even when I said earlier, you know, we're, uh, how much we waste 80 billion pounds, like all of a sudden you just, it, it, it opens your eyes to a problem that you didn't realize was happening because you see your plate and maybe you're the guy who's working in the kitchen and maybe you see it more than anybody else, but you don't see it uh, on a and Right, and you don't see it on your invoices and all the the expenses and everything that go into that. So,
0: but even that, what you said, there 150 million people could be fed by the by U.S. food waste alone is didn't nearly fall off my chair. But you know, it's that is a staggering number, and it puts it in perspective. Like I know initially we're talking about business side of this, but there's an element of that food that we could be doing something else with, and I know we'll probably no doubt get onto that later on. But so in terms of people or operators understanding their food waste problem, what sort of steps could they take to try and get a handle on the issues in their businesses?
1: Yeah. I think the first step, right. Is to, is to understand that there's an issue going on. Like if you don't already. Right. So, Uh, I think it was Peter Drucker that said, if you, what cannot be measured, cannot be improved, right? So if you're not measuring it, then there's no way that you're going to be able to improve upon it. So you start by saying, Hey, do we have a system in place? And if, and if you have one, great, uh, can you improve upon it? Uh, If you don't have one, let's get one, right? Let's get a system in place to measure our food uh, waste, Uh, whether that's food log. Most restaurants have waste logs, right? Hopefully, uh my next step would say if you are using a system to bring that system current right because um and and there's tons and tons of you know indexes and you can go back and look at the historical data on the restaurant industry in every sector but specifically in technology uh it's been interesting to watch over the past couple of years because it forced the restaurants hand the restaurant operators hands to to adopt technology that they weren't doing private, previously right um so uh, labor productivity over every sector, you know, with technology, just absolutely hockey sticks and goes directly up. And then you see the restaurant industry just kind of maintaining, doing the same thing, and its labor productivity is not going up. So, uh, adopting tech is, I mean, if operators aren't doing that already, they're just wasting money in every other regard. So, uh, so if you've got system in place, whether those are checklists, Excel spreadsheets, whatever it is that you're using, um, if you've got them, bring them current right and the, the way by bringing them current and putting you know mobile data gathering mobile data into your hand and having that data easily accessible then you can get your eyes on how much you're wasting and you can start tracking and quantifying that waste instead of just going yeah we're wasting a lot of food and 150 million people per year but how much are we specifically wasting and then taking that waste and translating it into a number for a guy who's looking at his bottom line on his pnl right
0: it's very easy like you say the the quote from Peter Drucker, it's, if you haven't got the data on your waist, you can't ever understand fully the extent that you could be losing that's going straight in, in the bin, really. And I think for anyone listening, like you say, if they haven't got a system in place, that's number one, get a system in place. We were just talking on a, uh, it was on a Facebook um, conversation in one of the groups earlier this week, actually. And, some people had said, Oh, they don't track the waste because the time it takes your staff to, to do it. And my argument was that even if, okay, it takes a lot of time to measure waste. Like for us personally, we, when we first started measuring waste, we measured everything that was wasted. So I could get a hundred percent quantify what we, what was, what we were losing basically. And I think if, if you don't know the information, get that big picture first of how much actually you are wasting. And then, yes, maybe weigh it up against the time that your, your staff are, are taking to record the waste. And But even from an accounting point of view, I wanted to know. I had stuff that was coming through the door I was paying for. It either went out and sold, which was great, which is where I wanted to go, or it had to go somewhere else. And, and that was the waste side. But, yeah, if if you haven't got those systems get them in place because it can really, it can reveal a problem that you didn't think you had regardless of whether you think you have it or not. Now. So um, Yeah.
1: Weights is such a tricky thing for operators because they don't see it as money being thrown in the garbage, right? Oftentimes they just say they're looking at their top line or how are our sales doing? And then they're looking at their bottom line and they're looking at numbers that are controllable, that are already integrated into your P and L and they're overlooking the fact that, Hey, we're dumping out $55,000 a quarter or whatever right depending on the size of your operation $10,000 a quarter in just what we're losing right and what we're wasting and so there's a sustainability and an ethical piece to it but there's also a financial piece that are is equally as you know depending on where your 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 frame is and what you're looking at it's like hey do you want me to present this to you from a a sustainability model or do you want me to present this to you from a financial model because either one of them are a great argument
0: absolutely and just touching on from and using what you're just saying there, what we did what really helped us is that we communicated to the staff, this is how much and put it in the monetary value. This is how much our waste is costing us. And actually, we seen as a result of that, we seen reduced errors. Staff were less likely to just make, you know, they were making less mistakes because maybe it's they were thinking about this more. It brings it to their attention that actually we're throwing money. In the bin, which is really what it is. Yeah. Even to the point where they almost thought, like, this could fund a a wage increase potentially. And that's really helped us in other areas across the business. So it's not just purely the financial benefit or from a sustainability point of view. It actually brings the rest of the team, they focus more on reducing that waste as a result.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally.
0: So, in terms of then, if someone's listening to this and going right, or they know they've got a waste problem, how what can they do? What are the some of the big tips that they could begin to action with, take action with now to start reducing food waste in their business?
1: Yeah, uh, great question. I think uh, you know, and I could approach this from a ton of different angles, and this podcast could go on for hours if I did all of them. But you know, there's some major ones that you can do, and I think probably simply put for an independent operator is analyze your menu. Right. Like, are we losing? Are we wasting um, the years of, uh, you know, a lot of the restaurants and I won't name the names of them, but the massive plates and massive portion sizes and and a lot of things are going on to the plate that were unnecessary And and were sometimes an attraction. Uh, now, folks are looking a lot more to simplify and so say, hey, can we clean up this? Can we remove some of these garnishes? Can we remove some of this potential waste? Uh, and in our just in the way that we're designing the menu. And if that's already pretty clean and, and cut clear and dry, as long as you've got a system to measure uh, your food log, your, your waste log, those kinds of things is to start looking at repurposing items that are in your in your kitchen. Right. And there's a, there are so many things that I've seen go out over the years in the restaurant. And you're just like, hey, don't throw that away. That's actually not it may not be able to serve that purpose, but it can serve a ton of other purposes that are perfectly legitimate, perfectly healthy and actually it'll be tastier because it is, you know, and and instead of a line cook or a chef or a sous chef, just taking that and tossing out, you know, tomatoes that have gotten a little bit um, mealy and and turning those into a a salsa or a ketchup or a barbecue sauce or whatever it may be, or greens into pestos or stock, you know, bones into stocks and and just the list goes on and on and on. So there's tons of areas. Once you identify how much are we losing and then look at the items that you are losing the most of, and then what can we do with those particular items? Those are some Just simple like right out of the box i can do those today and start looking at them um but but there's more uh there's there's and i guess that i could you know i could go on and on depending on the direction that we take the conversation um with storing food properly tons of of operators lose because they're not doing daily logs on their refrigerators their cooling systems and even sometimes their dry storage is not kept up properly and so we use, lose some waste that way. Lots I've seen times and times again that uh, operators will lose an entire cooler full of food because uh, they weren't doing temperature logs on there. And there's multiple reasons to do that anyway, right? Uh, from a food safety perspective, but also from a loss and waste perspective. Um, uh, another one is, you know, there's fantastic. And this, is, this, goes, this goes right to both the financial piece and the sustainability and call it the ethical piece is organizations like uh, here locally, we have one called Waste Not Arizona, um, and they partner with restaurants to take the unused food to folks who have a need for food immediately. So we partner for that day to feed uh, a local food bank or a local homeless shelter or whatever the case may be. But nationally, and I'm not sure if they've reached globally yet, but there's an organization called Gooder, G-O-O-D-R, And they've actually got an app that will identify the food that you're wasting on your menu and give you a source to donate it to. And then you can claim that as a tax deduction. So you get, you're not only not, you're losing that food, but you're, you're making a donation, you're logging it and you're able to um, account for that on your taxes and get a tax deduction back. So you're, you're bringing those pieces together in a way that makes sustainable sense, ethical and financial sense. I
0: think. What we're touching on here, I think the, the whole overarching thing with this is that you have to do everything possible to prevent that food going into waste, into a bin. It either gets used one way or another, or it goes to someone who needs it. So like you say, there's similar schemes in the, in the UK, which are, allow people to anything that would have normally gone into waste actually it gets used for a better purpose other than landfill or wherever it ends up once it goes into the trash. But so looking at the menu a little bit closer then, what else can we do around designing? So in the first instance, designing the menu, I know you touched upon about repurposing. How can people look at the menus in a different way to better use their ingredients?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, So if we're talking about rewriting the menu, right? Like that's a, that's kind of a different understanding than analyzing and from a weight perspective and items on the plate, right? Like what are your, what are your ingredients on the plate going into that particular plate? Um, And this comes down to, you know, and and I I would go back a step even further and this depends on how deep you want to dive into this, right. But uh, to partnering with your suppliers, right. Making sure you're using ethical suppliers who are not frivolous with their, you know waste and in, in their in your supply chain, um, but then getting down to your menu and and making and c- constructing and designing your w- menu in a way that is more sustainable. So if you're looking at items that say, "Hey, I can put," for example, let's use the tomato as the example, right? I can I can add tomato to this or I have tomato on this menu item, but I also have now incorporated salsa to my menu because instead of throwing those in the bin, right? Like you say now I can repurpose those and I've added a salsa. And so I've therefore reduced that amount of waste. So now you're restructuring your menu around the idea of like, I'm throwing out this amount of tomatoes every week. So what else could we do with them? We can add a, a, even if it's adding a complimentary chips and salsa to your, to your tables, right? Like as an added bonus to your guests. Uh, So there's, there's, and there's multitudes of ways, you know, whether it be Smoothies, right for for fruits or or whatever the case, I could I could do this all day. And if you it, on a quick Google search, you can find a, a thousand different ways to repurpose food that's very very sustainable and healthy.
0: I think one of the things we tried to do is make sure that we weren't we didn't have menu items that only had it was the only item that used that ingredient. Is making sure that you've got maybe at least two, if not more, that that ingredient is used in it gives it more chance to be sold essentially that's the the principle of it and just little things like that you can you can dig into to get an advantage
1: yeah absolutely i think oftentimes especially for independent operators they make a dish really well right like maybe it's a family recipe or maybe it's something that's carried over they really like the idea of that but they didn't design their menu in terms of waste like you're talking about andy is saying like hey if I'm using the tomato, for example, I'm using it in on my burger. I'm using it in a salsa, and I'm using it for barbecue sauce, or, or 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 a salad, a tomato salad, or whatever the case may be. So there's multiple applications for that instead of a standalone menu item that is, if it's not sold, it's going to the bin, right? That's the, and that's what you want to avoid when you're designing menus or redesigning menus.
0: And going into managing inventory, then I know you touched on that as well. One of the big things that we struggled with initially when I started our cafe was <clears throat> getting the staff in the, in the mindset of making sure they're rotating their stock, for example. So that was one element. What you touched on taking your logs of, of your, uh, your fridges and bits and pieces, like what things can we be doing in terms of managing our inventory that will help to reduce the wastage?
1: Well, Okay. In terms, and this, I think this is probably a two-part. Uh, I think first thing is, if you're not doing this again, and there's the old, you know, prevention versus cure type mentality, right? So first of all, forecasting. Now, I know it's unprecedented times and people are seeing numbers that they haven't seen before, and it's kind of a little bit more difficult to forecast, but you'd be surprised how many folks don't forecast around holidays and around, you know, things of this nature. So when when you're identifying um, pops and increases in revenues coming in and and managing your inventory and your ordering flow correctly you should be reducing waste by doing that as well right because if you're just ordering a par and you're just leaving the par then you're going to end up with waste food spoilage etc but if you're you're ordering based on a schedule and a forecasting system then you know hey i don't need x amount of gallons of perishable dairy items because this is a slower time of year and you know etc whatever's going to happen or increasing those numbers so keeping good inventory stock is, is crucial to uh, not wasting, especially on the perishable items, right? Managing your, so forecasting is probably a big piece of that. Uh, and then it plays right along into the, you know, the inventory control as well keeping accurate first in first out, those kinds of things like all that stuff is, is crucial as well. But I think if you don't have a good forecasting system in place, you're asking for trouble out of the gates. So you're just producing, you're going to be producing waste that you don't need to otherwise produce.
0: and another thing on on that is weather forecasts is something that certainly even from not just food but from the whole operation staff and even we had um our business had an element of uh, fluctuation with the weather as well great weather we used to get a lot more people out certainly because of ice cream at our business as well but it's another thing to look at make sure you you you're the weather forecast certainly when you're ordering your food if if your business fits into that that element of the the fluctuation with the weather it's another another bit of data that you should be using to to plan your ordering because that's <clears throat> a lot of the issues you see is misordering resulting in the stuff going in the bin
1: yep absolutely and because you misordered because the individual misordered they didn't have a plan in place on how to uh, repurpose or wh- how to donate or whatever the case may be. And so then they're sitting there at the end of the week or the end of the month. And they're like, well, I have all this additional, I've produced all this waste and they don't have an option. They don't have a, you know, a contingency plan. So it just goes right in the bin and that's there. So, but, but a good forecasting, good, um, projection and a good, a good forecaster, a good operator is going to have their eyes on all those, whether it's sporting events, whether it's weather forecasting, whether it's holidays or, you know, And and know, and and, you know, sometimes if your first year, second year, you may not know those things. But as you, these are things you grow to learn more about your business model, um, and things that you need to be really just kind of dialed in on.
0: I think what basically what I think we're saying is it all comes back to those systems, doesn't it? As having the systems, and it's one of the biggest things that I'm an advocate for is certainly even smaller operators having an element of some framework of systems to deal with this sort of thing, especially if the operator or the owner, sorry, is not there and can't always have that input. It's really important to make sure these things are in place and your team are trained on how to handle
1: that. Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, it's a culture thing, right? Creating a culture around this. And as you were talking about employees, understanding that there's a potential here for for wage increase, right? There's a, What's the reason? Helping them to understand and to train in good habits uh, and build a culture around the fact that, hey, we don't waste a lot of stuff, not because we're cheap, but because it's just not a sustainable model. However you want to frame it, but to build your culture around, like we're not just going to throw stuff away. We could be feeding 150 million people annually. If that's the argument or the conversation, then help build that culture of your staff around that.
0: Yeah, it all comes down to giving people that, other purpose isn't it you know we've got there's a lot of operators out there that almost have the aim as purely just for the money and obviously there's not everyone is like that but by having that purpose and again building on what you're saying that adding that to your team culture it gives your staff a different purpose that they're not just there just to make money for themselves obviously that's a massive part of why they're working for us as as business owners, but you need to give them something more. And this sort of feeds into that, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, we're living in an age of where, especially with, you know, technology being what it is and connectivity being what it is, we're uh, we're we're growing in this social accountability, right? Where people are more accountable for their actions and we're seeing more stuff and people are having more eyes on things. And so it's I think it's putting some solid pressure in areas where people would otherwise overlook and say, Hey, you know what? And people like to be able to be a part of something and say, "Hey, we, you know what? We this is what we do with our food, and this is how we eliminate waste, and have a a good value system to surround it." Because there's there's so many elements in which you can approach this, and that's what I like about you know the conversation.
0: There is, as like you say, we could probably have a conversation that goes on hours around things that little things that people can do in terms of reducing their waste and and other elements of because it does have knock on beyond just what we do on a day-to-day basis as the suppliers, like you said, we could be going into huge realms of possibilities in terms of this subject. But so turning now to rise point, what could, how can that help businesses then monitor the things we've been talking about to, to better manage their business?
1: Yeah. uh, It's a great question. That's fantastic. One of the cool things in being an operator for so many years in the restaurant space, um, you know, going from, years and years of checklists, right? So we had food waste logs and penciled and, you know, penciled them in and filled them out and all those kinds of things. It was a lot more difficult to track and quantify uh, your data. With RisePoint, and not only that, you lose a spreadsheet or you lose this, a, a clipboard with a couple of spreadsheets on it or whatever the case may be, or somebody, you can't read someone's handwriting or or whatever. There's a ton of, of elements in that uh, that make tech, that this is one solution that RisePoint really helps with. Uh, Rice points, a, s- the system is designed to what we say is gather, see, act, right? So you want to gather the data and we use a mobile auditor to do that. So you set up a checklist whether that's your food waste log or whatever the case may be. And so you're gathering that on a mobile device uh, and the application works for any mobile device. You can download it at the app store or you can put it on a tablet in your restaurant, whatever the case may be. And you download your checklist and your food waste logs or line checks or whatever, but you, you log that data, it pulls it into the Rise Point system. It's collected there. So you have your daily report for whatever your waste logs were. And then you can act on that with corrective actions. You can implement those and you can pull that data out in the form of dashboards. So you can analyze it. How much are we losing over the week? How much are we losing pre- versus previous year, uh, et cetera. So it gives you the metrics. It gives you the simplicity to pull that data together. And then to look at it and then to act on it. And that that's the way the system is the most brilliant because you can pull your phone out of your pocket and do a you know a food waste log instead of tracking down a checklist and looking for the, you know, whatever, right? Trying to read the chef's handwriting or whatever.
0: I'm not spilling a glass of water over it like I've done t- yeah. <laughs> I did once. Man,
1: yeah. Uh, or lost a week's or whatever, worth, right? Yeah.
0: Lost a mm-hmm. week's worth of waste data. I managed yep. to s- see some of it, but generally. And you obviously don't get that with that. And I presume it goes beyond just food waste.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and the application for food waste is one of, you know, whether it's a line check or a BSA or, um, gosh, quality assurance across the board uh, that we do, you know, operational audits. One of our uh, partners does operational excellent audits with it, evaluations, um, calculations and all sorts of manner of different uh, use cases. Uh, but this is just one application because we're talking about food safety, uh, and excuse me, food waste, uh, but food safety as well. HACCP uh, OSHA works in line with all those regulatory bodies and otherwise in your operation. So you can, one of our customers, for example, uh, noted that they cut down their violation, their number of violations by 30% by bringing in the system. Uh, so their food safety violations by 30% over three or four years. So there's, there's a ton of applications, but in this one, food log line check, uh, that kind of stuff is is the the application that it, it makes it a, a breeze to analyze. Like going back to that, what you can't measure, right? You can't improve. Now you're able to see it, easy, quick, and go. Here's how much we're losing. Now, how can we uh, internalize that and change the 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 outcome? And how can we act on it?
0: And it comes back again to bringing your if you've got the system in place, bringing it current and to be honest it, I, the amount of time my personal experience we didn't and i was purely paper based because certainly in the kitchen we were tight for space anyway but it was just we had a clipboard on the wall but the amount of time it took me to analyze that data, one to input it because i was doing all that one to input it and then analyze it to try and see a pattern or you know by day and and whether it was it took me a very very long time and we haven't got huge amounts of time as operators in hospitality generally. And this sounds like it would uh, it would circumvent that inputting because it's all done in one step.
1: It goes back to part of the conversation when you were getting feedback from operators saying, well, the time that it takes right, uh, for the staff to log this. They pull their phone out, do a food waste log. It's pulled into the system automatically. Once it's pulled into the system, when you're sitting at your desk, you're not flipping through a bunch of papers trying to add up data and enter them into Excel spreadsheets, etc. it's already put in there for you. So you can see the numbers, you can read the metrics that you're looking for, create dashboards and say hey, here's how much we've lost for the week or here's how much we're utilizing of tomatoes or, or you know or not utilizing or, or where your waste is going. So you can the data pull or mining is extremely granular. so you can get down to the very very specifics. And do it very, very easily. Uh, so you're talking about labor costs and ease of access and all those things that it's uh it's kind of unparalleled in that space, right? There's n- I there's nothing else that I've seen like it. I'm, I come for the days just like you with the you know the Excel spreadsheet. I've spilled my coffee on it. I've got them here, there, and everywhere, trying to figure them out, and then try to. Sit in front of my computer for four or five hours just trying to enter data. Hopefully, I didn't, you know. And then, then how do I pull that out and analyze it to, to where it makes any sense uh, other than just a, a cold hard number and go, "Here's how much we're losing as a percentage." Uh, so, yeah.
0: well, yeah, there's nothing worse than spending all that time on people recording the data for it to be completely useless. Is is even worse. So, so we'll wrap this up now. Is there any other any other things you want to mention around? food waste before we say goodbye uh
1: not anything specifically i think it would be worth everyone's time who is an operator to go out there and take a look uh globally how much we're wasting food uh, and then you know locally how much are they wasting as, as an operation just take a snapshot of it and then do a little research is there a local organization just if you're going to make it as simple as like hey i don't want to throw all this food at the in the bin at the end of the night uh connect with a local food bank connect with a local organization to help donate that at least make that impact there uh and if you want to get into some of this deeper stuff by all means uh, i would highly encourage that both from a fiscally responsible place and a socially responsible place
0: and obviously leverage the technology as well whatever that system is to make it easier for us as operators to get on top of it listen dallas thank you very much for your time enjoy your holiday more importantly and uh I really appreciate you bringing your knowledge, your experience to the audience at the Cafe Hustle.
1: Thank you, Andy, I appreciate your time and thank you so much for having me on today.
0: Have you been thinking about setting up a virtual brand that's takeaway only and don't know where to start? Check out Peckwater Brands because they can give you the whole package, everything you need to set up a brand new virtual brand out of your existing hospitality business. Head over to thecafehustle.com forward slash Peckwater, that's P-E-C-K-W-A-T-E-R, for a massive 50% off your sign-up fee.